Hi, Jacob. Hi, Joe. Welcome to De- Degree of Doubt again. Um, with uh, me, who's got COVID. And is COVID brain a thing? Because I feel like my brain's not working. And if my brain's not working when it's only normally working at 25%, it's not a good start. So uh, we're going to do a slightly, <laughs> slightly more chilled one today, I think. Um, yeah, I think so. Just so I can keep up. Um, and we're going to be talking about feelings today. Um, yeah. Probably not. How are, you fe- how are you feeling? What, with COVID or in general? <laughs> I don't know. In anything. But yeah. COVID, not so well. Um, it's uh, it's the word I did use to call it is a, it's a female dog. And so, yeah. Right. But feelings. So um, I'm feeling better. How are you I feeling? I have that effect. Yet? I feel all right. Um, yeah. Well, it's an interesting topic this week because we've just decided we'll talk about feelings and we haven't done any preparation and we haven't thought about it in advance. We just thought we'd talk about feelings. So we might interpret this a bit differently and just see where we go with it. What's the first thing that comes into mind when someone says when someone says the word feelings? Um, I, th- I, well, I think it sh- should be something people talk about more is feelings and stuff. But I, I, I also feel like... It's also very much in this sort of cancel culture world we live in, um, which uh, uh, people are s- sort of saying, well, everyone has feelings and thoughts, but is it, it's also your right to be offended and be upset about things, but should we all be so easily easily offended? But it doesn't always to be about offended and, and bits like that. <laughs> It's, I think I think it's a crucial world that we should all be happy, and we should all talk about it more. But I don't it... you think we talk about our feelings enough? Then? Like what is it? Well, I I don't know. Did you see? I can't remember which newspaper it was. It was one of the right wing media newspapers were calling builders now snowflakes because they reckon builders now talk about their feelings on site and said uh, how this just isn't right and. Um, I thought it was a bit disgusting, really, that they would say that, especially apparently when um, one of the highest um, suicide rates is is within the building trade. Apparently, was, mm. again, that might need to, that fact might need to be checked. But I, I um... oh, it's definitely like men have a much higher suicide rate than women, and I think we all know experience as a general rule that men tend to be worse about talking about feelings than women. Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. I, I think, I, I think if people go, we're probably not, we're probably quite open and honest about things. And I think since I started being more honest, I think it can be scary because you suddenly open yourself up to more, to more things and more. It's weird. It's like admitting when something's there's something weird about it. Like if you're not feeling 100 percent or you're not great, admitting it out loud kind of like makes it real. Whereas if it's inside and you're not feeling good, you, if you don't tell anyone, then as far as the world's concerned, it's not an issue. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, and uh, and and like I said, it's it's never it's never a good thing to bottle them up, and it can it it, it can really bring you down. As I think, I think for the the fact that the last being in COVID with lockdown for the last couple of years, that people have started to realise the mental health side of things is a, is is a bigger issue. Well, to be honest, like I'm really fortunate, and well, you know some of this anyway. I'm really fortunate that I've never really struggled from. To health issues on any serious level covid and lockdown was the first time like i just noticed anything being slightly off with me like mentally 
Yeah, no, it I, was... I, I, I 100% agree. I, I don't think I'd ever suffered with any mental health issues at all. But coming out of, and it's taken me to come out of lockdown and start doing normal things to realise that I wasn't in, I wasn't in a very good place. Exactly. Yeah. And also one thing I really noticed is I really struggled. I started getting minor anxiety about like social situations. Like well, I, once lockdown ended and it was like I had to go to the dentist. I never made a dentist appointment because I suddenly had this anxiety about going and interacting with other people. Like, yeah, yeah. That, it's that, only on that. reflection I've realised that. And I think I think also something that's made me realise more about feelings is I've I've realised always always as a person I'm very factually based. So if someone tells me something and they say this is the reason and they sort of say well this is how i feel but i mean it's like yeah but i want to know the actual give me the actual facts to why that that's happening and when they can't explain that i don't i have I've yeah, the exact opposite to that is i've i've I've, I've struggled to understand the points but that's because i haven't been able to understand there's feelings and things involved when and i think that's something i've opened up to this last year year as well yeah, and uh, well, what I was gonna say is, and you know who the exact opposite to that is? Yeah, my sister, the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah, like, and it's it's weird because talking to your sister, you can be in scenarios, and she'll just be like, "Well, how do, how does that make you feel, or how does that person feel by it?" And you sort of, I've been taken back by by questions like that because I've been like, well, "What do you mean? I've never thought about how does someone feel from that, or how do I feel from that?" And I think that I, we would improve as people. I think if we did consider that more. And she'd improve if she was actually logical at all. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it's like, it, like little things. Like if someone presents a situation, my I'm a bit like you. My instinct maybe slightly different. I try and think about well, who's like morally in the right, or what's like the just outcome. Like, blah blah blah. Whereas like my sister, and I really respect her for this. Doesn't doesn't like look at a situation and go oh who's necessarily in the right or who's in the wrong because ultimately that's a secondary concern it's like how do people in that scenario feel or have been made to feel by the other people which is interesting is like i don't know it's almost more talent to care about everyone's feelings in a situation rather than just the right and wrongs of it yeah yeah and i think and i i, and again, I do i do wonder if that's coming from a guy's perspective from a female's perspective it's like it's a that's probably maybe that's why guys bottle things up in more because they don't feel like they've that is an option to express or they haven't even maybe thought about that's the way they should be able to express themselves maybe they've always been like well this is because of this not because i was going to ask you about that where do because obviously we went to school together we knew each other quite young not just about us but generally where do you think that comes from why do you think guys are us at chatting and expressing their feelings and ultimately end up being more the victims of suicide than women where does that come from um i just i just think it's all i don't know and again i i don't i wonder if you just sort of i've always been told that sort of life is difficult and it's hard you just need to battle through it and carry on going which i think is a good life lesson as well because life isn't all sunshine and rainbows and sometimes you just got to you've got to fight through the the rubbish and the crap just to, to get through but i don't know if that's anything to do with it what about no. you yeah so yeah i will answer your question so i was just reflecting on something um do, do you not do you not think though like 
girls are told that like if obviously if you felt like you've been told life sort of like a battle and you've just got to fight through it it's always going to be a str- there's going to be struggles along the way Do you not think a girl like did you was your sister told that for instance i'm assuming your sister has had similar influences growing up as you did or do you think yeah, that was more of a I, you're I a man still, so you're going to have I, the battles i i i still see in the same upbringing i still i can still see it's both brought up differently and i think i and i don't i don't know if that's anything to do with our with the gender but i think that's more to do with sometimes i'm the i was the first child so mm. sort of like right things are tough get on with him um whereas in sort of and you find as the second child they tend to be a bit more um tolerant things let them off with, with not be strict and things like yeah. that so so for them life's just a bit sort of softer and easier so it's okay um yeah i, I don't know like uh, i'm not sure exactly where the sort of the root of it originally comes from but i do remember at school like if you think back to what like being a toxic male at school was like and what you and me included but lots of the lads even worse than us i'd say like the tried to type of people they tried to be like the yeah. persona people try to keep at school you and me say we look back and like if we had the knowledge that we did now we just wouldn't care as much like we just let so much go yeah i don't know no. is this sort of like persona that as young lads you're sort of told think, you've got to have and i think that's what sort of everyone comes out of school and then realize they sort of find themselves and realize that's not the person they were um and and i and again i think i don't think our school had it too bad at all i think again a small small year group we were in and yeah we had where well, there was scenarios where it was but I, I never thought it was too bad at all and i think definitely think other schools would have with bigger year groups and more maybe i was on the receiving end of it more than you were so maybe yeah. i've got maybe i've got a stronger opinion on it i don't know like uh yes yeah, weird though because I, I i was thinking the other day i was looking back on our school experience and thinking how much teachers knowingly let go like for instance like the male changing rooms almost at any high school is brutal like it's a war zone yeah like, you'd be you'd be scared to sometimes if you're, yeah, you didn't want to take you, your clothes if, off if you were taking your top off and your your top got stuck in your head for more than three seconds oh my start, god it was game over it started to panic yeah people like kegging people pulling your shorts and boxes down people like literally punching you like all i'm saying is is that it's mad because like as you grow up you sort of i guess in, in the moment you just kind of think oh the school don't might guess but they don't know what's going on teachers know what goes on like i kind of think now like it, in my mind a little bit that behavior is just not acceptable the way that kids used to act towards each other in the included no the, it's not and and, and schools it, allow it they know what's going on and it and it's one of those it is one of those things that i always agree with it's like yeah we need to we need to make sure that stuff isn't going on and make sure people know how to how to act properly and nicely but there's also the other side of me that goes yeah people need to be tough as well and it's sort of how do you how do you how do you teach both but one you're right how do, how do you make people resilient then one, yeah then one isn't counteracting the other you say oh we should be really friendly and nice but then as soon as someone gets really upset about a little thing and you're like oh come on you just have to brush that off that isn't really you just got that doesn't yeah you're right it's a it's a really interesting whereas i think like especially like you you or me if someone just said something to us mean or something that was totally out of order i think me and you probably be like 
right, whatever, and then just sort of wouldn't really care about it. But again, there's there's going to be other people out there that who will either get really offended by that and take that really personally and take that home with them. And then there's going to be other people that get really, really offended by it and want to go out and fight those people and just lose, absolutely lose their rag. I, and... I get, I get your point. I just like don't, you don't have to be in a plane crash to know what to do. What happened in a plane crash? Like, like my issue with it is, and I'm not, I haven't really got an answer to it. It feels wrong to me to say, oh, this sort of behavior is wrong, so we're going to allow that behavior to happen. So when it happens later on, you're prepared for it. Yeah. It feels weird. And I don't really know what the, but you're right though. How do you make people resilient to problems without actually going through the problems? Yeah, because it's, it's live experience. A lot of things, you, it's like it's like reading something in a book. You can understand it by theory, but then until you've gone through it, you, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't really know, do you? But where do you draw the line with it? Like beating people up in the, in the school changing room or whipping each other with ties or I don't know. Well, that, that, that's that's then when 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 do you where do you draw? It's all about where do you draw the line, isn't it? Because where where do you draw the line from a bit of hazing, a bit of boys sort of be boys, just like being a bit rough, till it actually turns into okay, that is like full and full on bullying. And I think with the sort of feelings and stuff, that's the same thing, especially within like comedy now, where people make <laughs> jokes and sort of wherever you make a joke, it can be offensive. And then it's like where. I think especially now with say like there's Jimmy Carr lately who's been being called for being um for his racist remarks against gypsies. Um and Joe likes it as well the other day as well. Joe likes it and and then we had uh, Ricky Gervais um yeah. with the um, uh, jokes about trans people. Trans people where even in his stand up he goes, Look, this is all me taking the absolute piss out of people like i i don't believe this but this is all jokes where 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 do we draw the line or do we just say people can say whatever and you can't get offended by it or or do we draw the line or do we say okay you've got the right to be offended by it but you can't do anything about it Mm. it's a it's a it's a weird mix because i think again me and you think yeah we shouldn't go around offending people but it's one of those if someone says a really rude joke I do, I do laugh at it, but I've also found myself more than lately. People do make a really disrespectful joke, where jokes I used to, you used to really laugh at. I go, mm. that's that not very, that's not very, it's not very. It's almost like it's not a very tasteful joke. It's like I, I didn't feel like it took much. It's not funny. Thought, I don't think or, it's funny. I think it's or, that. I just yeah. go, ooh. Or, and, and sometimes I just think the jokes are sometimes cheap, and I, I thought, well, they're not really that quick-witted or really that 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 amazing but then it, it was like the, the 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 jimmy car joke i don't know if you've seen it was mm-hmm. he was actually joking about how other people were being racist towards those people he wasn't actually the one really saying it and then everyone else i don't on. know the jimmy car jokes like yeah if we're talking about the same one i mean we can say the joke there's not, not really an issue with it because he, he says that Something like along the lines of like, oh, one talks about the bad sides of the Holocaust, but there were si- there were silver linings too. And then he talks about the, um, however many thousand gypsies that were killed, like as if it was like a silver lining of the Holocaust. And that's yeah, it says that no one, but no one complains about that. Um, yeah, I guess which, he, he the point he's making which, is is that like which which I felt in my opinion that he was pointing out about how 
everyone else was racist. But again, yeah, I, I totally understand. I totally understand why people have got offended by it. Um, and it's interesting though, because um, like you were saying, with someone might get offended by it, but does that change anything? Like, should we have laws in place, or should we restrict things based on offence, or does that change anything? Well, it, yeah, it's because it's it's everyone's right to get offended by something, but is it your right then to take it any any further than that? Then where where does the line draw? Like at what point? This goes. We've talked talk about free speech on the podcast before, but where does the point get where something is so hurtful it doesn't have a place in a just society, or isn't there a line? Yeah, I, I and I feel I feel like I feel like it has a way of winding it out. I feel like I said if someone's constantly offensive and constantly saying horrible erratic things that they sort of then get that limelight of oh that person isn't a very nice person maybe we don't want these people on our shows things like that but then it also goes the other way where some of these really offensive people then like to say from the far right get get really popular and, mm. and then they're starting to make a lot of success out, out of them um i think an important and- distinction as well is that like the comedian Steve Hughes says is that offense is taken, not given. Yeah. Um, and also to point out as well that nothing often hurtful words, if it's hate speech, often has other neg- negative connotations. But when something's offensive, nothing actually bad happens. I think he makes the joke, oh, it's never happened that someone got offended, then they woke up and they had cancer. Like that's not how offense works. Like it, it doesn't actively do anything to you. Um Maybe it does. I don't know. Like maybe if I if I was from a minority community, let's say I was a gypsy, um, and there was constantly jokes in the mainstream media about how thousands of my ancestors died in the Holocaust. Over time, I think I could argue that that would have a negative mental impact on me. I live in a society where it's okay to joke about the death of my ancestors. Yeah, because also let's face it, we're two white men. In, in this society, so there's probably not many jokes towards us that exactly would actually really offend us, and and um, and so I think maybe that's another reason we both don't get offended by by. I, I think that's a really interesting point because the point I was going to raise earlier, I was going to be like part of my interesting about offence is that I obviously want people to be protected. I also, and this is where you and me will take the mick and make jokes and stuff and laugh at inappropriate jokes sometimes because we don't mind being the butt of the jokes like you and me yeah. as people i don't mind being the butt of a joke then and then it's frustrating if other people can't handle being the butt of the joke but i guess the difference is sometimes like you say we're white men in in society where we are whole positions of power because of who we are and we yeah. have status because of those, those attributes and if we weren't, would we feel differently? Would we feel like we were part of a minority that was well, okay to be joked about? Exactly. So, how often do you hear do you hear a white person saying, "Oh, well, I'm not allowed to be racist towards them, but they're allowed to be racist towards me"? And you're like, kind of thinking, "Well, you, but you haven't thought about all the recent history of what's what going racism to, is." Racism in Wales, we haven't suffered anything really. Mm. Um, and you say, "Well, you can think, think of, well, that's that's the sort of that's the sort of point of that, isn't it?" Um, and yeah, I, I said I don't really know where you draw the line or how you draw a line. Um, but like I said it is it it I think it is sort of a scary time we're sort of getting in where people really do have to watch what they're saying. Um, and and it's like part and again a part of you thinks oh yeah it's good because 
people are people aren't saying as horrible things. You, you you've got to it's good, you've got to be nice and things like that. But then it's also scary because you think, well, you could say you could be going out to say a total joke and and really offend someone who asked not what I meant at all. And um, especially again, with like the internet. And again, I think especially with maybe bit more me than you but i think but both of us sometimes just we think of something funny to say and just say it and then real then people get upset and offended by it and you're like well no that's not this is all this is all cheek and tongue this isn't this isn't how i feel this isn't how i how i meant it this is just and and again it, and it upsets people um yeah, and it's like it's a hard one because because obviously the first thing of particularly i think it might be slightly different when it's like a comedian in a show but like if you're with mates and you're having a joke and your joke upsets people that are around the table in my mind that's not cool because the whole point of a joke and making and comedy is to laugh and feel good and if everyone around that table this might be persuading me against what i originally thought but if you had a whole table let's say you've got a table of 10 people and you make a joke at one person's expense and nine people laugh and one person feels shit about themselves and what's the point like yes you've made nine people laugh but the whole point of comedy and laughter within our whole existence is to feel good and if you're making someone not feel good yeah it's failing its job but then there's also i think there's been there's been a lot of um like there's been a a lot of like whatsapp groups released from uh the police force especially the met police lately Mm. about their own groups where they've got their own individuals in and they're saying some really horrible and disgusting jokes. And the sort of the argument is that these guys see it every day and sometimes they people like that turn to dark humour to get through the humour and then it's been released to the outside world where people are like, this isn't acceptable. And I've seen some of them and I think it, I think some of them are too far and gone too wrong. But sometimes who's... who's context is key as well though, isn't it? Yeah, context is key. And there's also, it's like, what's my right to say what they can't... If they need that to get through their lives because they're they're going to murder scenes, they're going to rape scenes. And that's what they need to joke about to get through it. And you, you find you find again, you find most comedians have gone through most mm. comedians are slightly depressed or are depressed or gone through trauma in their oh, life. Yeah. And that, and that's how they deal with it is comedy. And it's not always not always a healthy thing to to, to do, but that's sometimes how they get through it. And sometimes it's like my right, your right, or who's right to say what they can and can't say. It, again, it leaves a sour taste in my mouth when it comes to like police forces because if they're making no, sort of, let's um, say it doesn't mind as well because like I said, I've seen some of those things and some of them are disgusting and horrendous and yeah, it's an interesting one when it just comes to yeah when it just sort of comes to offence society and the type of things we are allowed and aren't allowed to say and then being cancelled for it. And what I was going to say is, is that one of the things is we've now got a new phenomenon where people make tweets and they get pulled up 10, 15 years later. And yeah. now you're getting cancelled for things you said in the past, which weren't offensive at the time, even if now they are offensive. Because also, let's, let's, let's face it, if, if you said something 10 years ago, the chances are you probably won't believe in the exact same thing that you said 10 years ago we changed i don't believe everything yeah. i said 10 years ago it's, 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 it's about understanding yeah it's like so like lots of like um i don't know like 10 years ago i think as a society we didn't have a greater un- a good understanding of like of gender and trans community and things yeah. and sexuality and all of those things were less well let's say for well i can use myself as a case example i didn't understand gender in the way i understand it now 10 years ago 
And I probably said stuff in arguments that I disagree with now because I didn't understand the topic. And we do have a bit of a situation where people get brought up for 10 years ago, then they have to apologize for what they said 10 years ago when they just didn't have an understanding of it. That will happen should, 10 years in the future. I might disagree with what I'm saying now. Should people have to apologize for things they've said, especially in the, especially in the past? I think it just depends completely on context. Like, I think if it's a situation where you believed it at the time, and things changed and your opinions changed, then in a way, no, because you've tried to engage in a subject. We should try, we shouldn't be scared to engage in difficult conversations. And things change. If, we're, we're, like, we're, we're, we all say as well, that's what a lot of people all say, yeah, we're open to change. We people should be moving forward and changing their views and things like that. But then why do we also then get held up so much on what people previously said? But again, I'll, I'll, I'll argue this and I'll say people shouldn't, but then there's people out there that I, I, I don't like who have said some horrible things in the past. Well, then when it comes up to an argument, I go, well, they said this, they said that, and they said this, and that's like five, 10 years ago. And I still use it as an argument. So I'm contradicting to myself really as well. And I think the thing is it, I don't think, I think that it shouldn't be, you shouldn't take it out of context. If someone says something, let's say, I don't know, a good example might be like politicians making jokes in articles. Well, that's, that's, what, that's what I was thinking of, actually. I thought it might be. So what I'm suggesting is, is that if, if these politicians have said those things, but it's clearly not their point of view, then they might apologise for like, it coming across wrong or they've changed their opinion. But if it still points to how they actually think about the world and people and i think that's where it is fair to bring it up and say look you said this but not because it's bad you said it but because and this might be the same with those jokes in the met police it's not that the jokes themselves are bad but if you made the jokes then it shows that you have this type of philosophy or attitude towards these groups of people yeah and if you're a person in a position of power whether you're a politician or whether you're a policeman that's what's the problem not actually what they said because it shows what their attitude is yeah, I think I think if you're so quickly to be offended by something, you should be open-minded enough to just be as quickly to be able to ex accept what they've said. And so if mm. they come out then and go, yeah, I'm sorry, I realise this is wrong, I think you should be able to quickly just turn around. As long as there's not a long, long history of it, you should be quickly be able to turn around quick enough and go, yeah, okay, this is that's fine. You now understand the issue, instead of keep keep bearing away at it, keep going. No, this isn't right. This is this is wrong. They need to be banned from everything. I'm just wondering. I was about to Google it, but I can't really task. Um, what do you reckon? Oh, we're not going to be able to answer this. What is biologically and psychologically happening? Like, what is physically happening to your body when you get offended? think uh, what is what is it physically to be offended because there's obviously some chemical neurological change well it's going to be it's going to be past trauma or historic moment or something within which has happened within you to be offended by it um and there's do you reckon it's like triggering like a previous memory or something yeah that, that's that's i think that's what it will be um and like i said there's I've 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 watched comedy shows where they've joked about certain things that have been involved in my life, and but I've sat there and gone, yeah, I don't find this funny, but I know it's not funny because it's something that I've I've dealt with in the past. But I've also sat there and realised this is a, this is a this is a joke. It's not actually real. 
but then again it's and again but i also think i think that's where comedians get an unfair um get it unfairly treated because so there, there's this there's this i i'd i'd treat much different from someone joking about it on stage to whether if i heard someone saying about it in a supermarket or something like that i'd be like well you're not joking about it and this isn't really a place to be joking about it you Agreed. shouldn't be doing it. you shouldn't be doing it here i think the the boris johnson joke about um Muslim women looking like letterboxes might actually be a really good example of that. If that was said on stage, I don't know if I'd find it funny, but I'd be more accepting of it from a comedian on a tour than I would be of a prominent journalist or then politician. Yeah, because mm. at least at least you know what the, the the comic is trying to make people laugh is just on there to make like make jokes. And again, and I don't get offended by comedians who would make a normal joke that I don't find funny. So if they're saying something on the edge or slightly over the edge that I don't find funny, then should I be really getting offended by it if I know they're just up there to try and make people laugh? Whereas if, like I said, yeah, a politician's saying it or someone on the street's saying it, where I know they're almost saying it out of facts rather than... Rather and than... Then, but also, again, I think it comes back to my point as well. That I just I think that it's like, what is that person's job in society? And I agree. So like a comedian is there to make people laugh. And even if the politician was trying to make some people laugh in their article, or like yeah. add a light touch, you still know that they're in a position of power to like decide on policy, to like control immigration, all these range of things that the prime minister can do. And it's like, well, if they're willing to make jokes like that, or their policies and what is their, is their attitude going to look like? And that, I think that sort of makes, that sours the joke. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do as well. Interesting, interesting stuff. Um, yeah, I just um, anyone listening to this might be interested. I think I'd advise to go listen to, to go watch a comedian called Steve Hughes on offense. You can type Steve Hughes offense into YouTube. He talks about being offended. Um, but there's loads of comedians. Um, Ricky Gervais's what's his most recent tour? Supernatural, super, supernature, supernatural. Really controversial because it's on Netflix at the moment. Talks a lot about trans, the trans community. Um, I think it's a really interesting watch because there's parts of that that I just think um, cheap shots, and then there's other parts of it that you can see what he's going for, and he's not trying to laugh at their expense, but at the way society's changed. Yeah, um, I, I, and and the weird thing about the Ricky Gervais one is, um, I watched that. Stand up uh, sketch, and I didn't find it that funny. And there's a few jokes here and there I laughed about, and others I just, same as you, just felt a bit cheap and what that thought for. But I also listened to him in interviews and, and things like that, and also like his Golden Globes sketches. And I, I find him, he's also a very intelligent, very smart man. Mm. Um, and I don't think he's really someone who should be cancelled. But then again, he rips, he rips like the rich and powerful as well. Like he, uh, the Golden Globes is a perfect example. He goes for like the richest, whitest, most powerful people in Hollywood. And then he also makes jokes about. It's hard though because he would say that he doesn't make joke about trans people. He would say that he makes jokes about the way society has changed and like looks different to how it did. And yeah, so it's an interesting. What I'd say is an interesting watch. Um, in terms of just trying to what seeing something that's on the edge. And trying to really gauge where our sort of moral levels are. Um, yeah, and I I also do sometimes think if if we want to come all in, if we all want to sort of be inclusive, all in the same, all under the same bubble, and just all live together, we've sort of got to accept that we one we are all different, 
but we can all take the piss and take the mick out of each other. And so is, yeah, and that's where it'd be interesting again. Like, and maybe actually, if anyone comes from that, any listen to this, comes from any sort of group, minority group, whatever it may be, it might be interesting just to hear your thoughts on hearing jokes about that. Even if it's something like, you know, like we've got, would you believe it or not, we have some female listeners might be be able to comment on like what their opinion is on like a joke about women or like quote unquote sexist jokes because it's very easy for us to say, oh, we all need to be able to take the piss and stuff. But if you feel I can imagine like a trans person would feel every they walk down the street, they get weird looks, they get treated badly. They might have literally been assaulted or, or verbally abused because of their, because of how they are and the way they look. And then just to have Ricky Gervais just turning on another TV show and it's like more jokes, even if it's like lighthearted, part of me, I'm guessing maybe people don't feel this way, but part of me thinks that maybe that is just, is it necessary? Can we not make jokes about other stuff? Like, I don't know. I think is it. I think it is a really interesting one. It's almost unsolvable in yeah in how we progress. Well, it's 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 the same thing. It's like said so with with friends that friends of yours and stuff, which are from different ethnicities or different or sort of female friends. You sometimes would make jokes to them in your own space, which you never say out loud. And that's true. Yeah, um, because you, again, you don't mean it, and they are just they are they are like, yeah like. I'll, I'll joke to Lucy that she can go to the kitchen and make me a sandwich. Like the, the thing is, like I wouldn't say that to a random woman on the street because they don't understand the context or the, then, the joke I'm coming at. But then we've also got to the point: as, as soon as we know, as soon even if we've made a joke like that to one of one of our close friends and that has actually upset them, we are then very much straight away to, to go and apologise to them and say, "Look, this isn't. I'm I'm sorry. I've upset I've upset your feelings <laughs> and stuff like that." So, in going back to that feelings bit, is just like I said, I don't think me or you really ever want to offend someone's feelings and we don't want to upset them and they just we hope it's all very light-hearted and, and joke but then some people are going to take that because they've had to deal with that all their life they're going to take that a lot more personally personally you might just catch them on a bad day and i think it goes back to that point earlier that the whole point of making jokes and comedy is to make people laugh and feel good and if people around you don't laugh and feel good because of what you said then it, it wasn't comedy at that point and what's the point <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. It just becomes the lock, the, the changing rooms at school again. Just <laughs> being mean to each other for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it, yeah. So it's not. Is it worth? Is it worth you? If you get, is it worth three of you getting a laugh when it makes someone else miserable? Is that? Is that? It. There, there's a question for you. If it, yeah. So. Yeah. There, I, yeah, I get it. You could you could all be mediocre and you could all be sort of semi happy, or three of you could all be really happy, but it's the expense of one person. Is that the greater good? Is that is that worth it? It's, you know what you know what this is exactly like. It's like episode three of this podcast where we talked about the tortured girl under the city. Yeah, you might have got me here because I said I would torture the girl for the greater yeah. good, but if that. Even if the three people got happier off the laughing than the one person being bullied, yeah, I would say it's still wrong <laughs> instinctively, and I don't know why. But yeah. you, you said you wouldn't uh, talk to the girl. Yeah, I wouldn't. Was, I... I might slap her, but not talk to her. I think that was the. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't think it's right. No, I, I don't. I don't think it's right. I think. I think, especially, especially growing up in school, and sometimes I think people have been uh, definitely still in my adult life. I think I've still been been a fault of that i think i've still done that in situations not on purpose but then you sometimes look back and go, oh mate that wasn't the right way to behave 
Um, but again, you don't always realise it in the moment. Um, dude, this, this is like basically called utilitarianism. It's like the sort of philosophy. Well, you're an anti-utilitarianist by the sound of it. The philosophy of whoever, whichever creates, whichever situation creates the most happiness overall is the best thing to do. Yeah, um, but then I, I'm also I'm also very I also very much think you can't always keep everyone happy. That's true, so, but then you can't but always. But then you can. There you are can times try. you can choose the one that has the most uses the most happiness um, yeah just on this it's sort of related to feelings but it's also a utilitarian point i remember the philosopher he comes up with this thought experiment he says which one would you rather would you rather live as an oyster who he says and science disagrees on this now the oyster can feel pleasure and pain um would you rather be an oyster that lives forever your whole existence and you get pleasure every time the waves lap up against you or would you rather be Beethoven 70 years of your life so you can live as Beethoven for 70 years or you can live as an oyster enjoying the lapping of the waves for infinite infinite amount of time which one is it better to be um right what and sorry rather than who he said Beethoven oh my days I didn't think you were paying attention an oyster or no, Beethoven. I am paying attention I was just trying to understand the question remember I've got COVID in brackets, COVID brain. <laughs> no, you got um, you've got an you can be an oyster for an infinite amount yeah, of time. I, I get the oyster bit. Or you can basically it, the guy says Beethoven because he was famous at the time. But basically, an intellectual, a creator, you only alive for seventy years. So you've got to you've got to basically the question you you're asking is I've got to pick between someone who's always happy, or be someone really famous who obviously has up and downs and isn't guaranteed happiness through also it's about the type of i think he tries to get the type of happiness like beethoven creates music he makes audiences cheer he can love he can be romantically engaged he can have sexual love it's like that just feels happy a bit it's like well i always think i always go back i've got a few customers and you see people like this as well when you're just going around the city or walking around and they're all they seem a bit loopy they probably haven't got much they've got very basic clothes or very basic house but and i said they seem a bit crazy but they're always happy they're always mm. very jolly and joyful and everyone looks at them and goes well they're a bit weird they're a bit odd but i'm it's sort of part of you thinks well maybe i'm doing something liberated like themselves because yeah. they're they're always they're always in a good mood they don't need all these brand new toys and equipment to be happy they've got themselves and they're just happy with life do you need do you need higher levels of happiness things like relationships and art and understand philosophy or history you know compared to just sensory pleasure of the waves lapping against you is there a difference there i think there is and i think i think i'm personally a bit jealous of people that can be happy just as happy as that in life just so little i i, I there's a part of me that goes oh yeah i wish i could so yeah, I do get a bit jealous of that. Actually, I think I think it's amazing. I think it's great that people mm. are out there like it. Um, but again, I I don't I, I don't really know which one I'd want to choose because at the same time, I'd I'd like to be very happy about the simple things. I also like to try and thrive the the bigger and the, the and the better things in life. But is that is that something that's going to make me happier? Probably not. But is that sort of what I want? Yes. How how do I? I, know, I don't... 
and it's trying to like you say weigh up the types of pleasures you get and trying to decide which are more important um to you and john stuart mill solves it by saying quite comically he says uh, better to live a day as aristotle a famous philosopher than a lifetime as a pig so that's basically his point of view. He'd rather live one day as a great philosopher than live a whole life as an animal. Yeah, and uh, I, I wouldn't disagree or agree with that. And again, I don't, I um, don't, think, no, I don't, I, I don't think I, I don't think I'd have an issue if someone said they'd prefer to be like a pig all day because there is, there is, well, as the saying goes, happy is. But I won't say it because I don't want to swear on the podcast. I don't know if we swear. Well, we label it as not safe for work every time. We label it as explicit. <laughs> Okay. Um, I don't think we ever swear though, but maybe we could just get the swear words in now. Um, should we just get them all in at once? But you know um, what? It is the offence episode. Yeah, but I don't. I don't blame people for wanting to do either. And for me, I think it's a balance. But other people agree and disagree. Mm. You know, I, I, it's, it's, and like I said, if, if we are just going down feelings, then. Maybe, and, and I think, but also, I think it's a very at the moment. There's a lot of people, especially in the media. A lot of people, get, younger people, are getting a lot of stick in the media because they don't want to be going out and working long hour jobs and don't want to be away from the house all the time. They said, "No, I want to work less hours because I want to do more things for myself. I want to be happier as a people." And I think not earn as much money. And I think sometimes the older generation struggle with that because they've never had that option to do it they've always they had, had to work if you yeah they had to work and if you think again, like post-war and that, and that is a very privileged situation that if yeah, people is privileged if people are being able to pick that pick that then it's privilege and you've got to admit it's privilege and i think as soon as someone says it's not that that's what sort of makes me a bit annoyed but it is privileged but i understand it i understand why people don't want to just because it's work. privileged doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it like all privilege means is you should recognize that you have a privilege no, you, shouldn't, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't apologize for being privileged and i think no 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 but you should recognize that that is a privileged position and our grandparents didn't have that privilege yeah um, also my grandparents are terrible at recognizing the privileges they do have <laughs> um so so yeah that's all all comes from all comes from feelings would you uh Random question: Would you prefer to be young forever or um, live forever? But you do die if you're young forever. Okay, so you die like at normal age, but you stay young for the whole time. Yeah, or you or live forever. Your age. Yeah. But young for young for eighty years of my life, no questions asked. Hundred percent. How how young? How young? A child. No, you get uh, say. I'd still be a child. Imagine being four for your whole life. That'd be awesome. Now you get you get a pick an age, so you can oh. once once you've hit like peak, I'm, I'm in my prime right now. Once you've hit peak Joseph Reed, you can be like, right, at this point, stuck forever. Well, I haven't even begun to peak. <laughs> Dennis Reynolds would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite, quite you? Forever young, yeah. Oh, I mean, why do I, I don't want to live forever. I know. Yeah, rubbish question that. I think <laughs> I'm 25 already, and I'm like, God, yeah, life's this life stuff's difficult. <laughs> yeah. Talking of feelings, I'm getting a bit bored of this life chat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Right. See you next. Right, time. Well, till next week. Hope you're feeling better next week, and um, 
Remember, kids, don't get offended. Don't get offended, but stay happy and talk about your feelings. <laughs> Just because we talk I... about feelings doesn't make doesn't make us snowflakes. <laughs> you little snowflake.